Hey guys, it's Simona and welcome back to another episode of Simona's Reality. I am super excited for today's episode. We're going to be unpacking the season premiere and episode zero of the challenge Double Agents and I'm so excited for this. Like the challenge is probably one of the most intense reality shows out there and what I love about it is the network of veterans and also the people from different shows that they pull in. There are people from Big Brother. There are people from Survivor. There's also this whole like rookie veteran mentality. There's also the whole America versus UK mentality. There's so many pieces that play into the relationships in this game. And I think it makes it so fascinating to watch season after season because yes, relationships are based on what's happening this season and you're building things with rookies. But some of these people have like decades of history. So I'm super excited to dive into this episode. If you don't know that much about the challenge, I recommend going back to my episode one and listening to the segment about the challenge where we kind of unpack how it works. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. So today I'm here with my friends Emily and Max. I'm super excited. I've known these guys for a while and recently Max has been doing these really cool random challenge simulators which is basically where you do a season of the challenge but it's simulated through a randomizer and recently Emily and I were actually partners on one of their seasons which is super super fun Um, but I'm gonna let them introduce themselves so if you guys want to share a little bit about who you are. So I am the Max in question. Um, <laughs> um, I'm 18 years old. I go by he, him, and they, them pronouns, and I live in New Jersey. Um, yeah, I've been really getting into like the challenge recently. I've been in the fan, um, like the quote-unquote fandom of like reality television since I was like 11 years old. I've always been a fan of like Survivor, The Big Brother, The Amazing Race, and more recently The Challenge. And honestly, it's like making these like randomized simulators like through all these programs and putting them in spreadsheets. It takes like 10 hours to do, but it's still fun. Like, it's just a really fun way to, like, kind of, like, unite my friends to, like, a fake reality television show. And honestly, um, I've been really getting into this, and I'm really excited to be talking about the challenge today because one of my hyperfixations, and I just love to talk because I'm a white male, and that's all we do, apparently. So, <laughs> Emily? Hello, um, I'm Emily. Emily Buff, to be exact. Um, I am 19 years old. I'm from Montana. I've been in the quote-unquote fandom for about two to three years now. Um, I kind of got forced in, forced into the fandom by one of my friends. Um, I had not seen any reality TV, nothing. I was just like forced into it. And then I started watching reality TV and I was like, wait, 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 like, this is, like, really good, and I got, like, really emotionally attached and invested into it, and now, I don't know, the challenge to me has always been, like, definitely my favorite, because I'm a Leo, dramatic queen, and I feel like the challenge is definitely the most dramatic out of the, like, shows. I absolutely love how dramatic it gets. It's honestly kind of unrealistic how it gets sometimes but it's absolutely hilarious and I live for it 
Awesome. Well, with that being said, let's dive into this cast analysis. Okay, so starting to break down the cast, let's take a look at the rookies. People have been saying that this is the strongest batch of rookies that we've seen in a while, and honestly, I agree. I'm really excited about a lot of the rookies this season. Um, Lolo Jones, she's an Olympian. She was on Champs First Pros, and she was also on a season of Celebrity Big Brother, so we're a little bit familiar with who she is. And she looks like she's gonna be a beast. I mean, what are your guys' first impressions on her? Lolo Jones is somebody that you do not want. Like, you don't want to mess with Lolo Jones because Lolo Jones could, like, crush you in literally anything. She could crush you with, like, her, just, like, touching you with her pinky. And <laughs> honestly, if, like, you told me I had to go into elimination with Lolo Jones, I think I might just, like, quit right there. I don't know how I'd be able to deal with such, like, an intimidating presence. Not to mention, she's one of the first Olympians that's been on the challenge, and that in itself is just intimidating because she's like three times bigger than the other girls and like probably bigger than some of the guys too so like if i saw freaking lilo jones in like my house i would be shaking in my pants yeah i mean for sure we'll get into this a little bit more later but like watching her in the first daily challenge is like scary like it is scary and i think they should be scared and if they weren't scared they need to wake up. Like, that was scary. Um, so moving on to Liv. Liv knows Big T. That's, like, the one connection she has. I guess she and Big T had some bad blood from some other show, which I saw in one of, like, the promotional things the challenge was doing. Um, I'm not really sure what to think about her yet. I feel like I'm gonna like her, but I can't really tell. Um, Emily, what's your opinion? I feel like I just can't really get that much of, like, a read on her yet like there wasn't too much like surrounding her and as a rookie and one of the rookies that I don't like know going into this like I have not seen her original show like I don't really have like a read on her yet like it's really hard to get like where she is like where she's gonna be in the game who she's gonna align with I mean obviously she has the thing with like big T but it's kind of hard to, as a rookie going in, she'll probably align with rookies, but that's all we really have on her. Yeah. I mean, next up on the list is Natalie, and I'm a Survivor fan. I'm sure you guys are Survivor fans. Like, seeing Natalie is very exciting because not only does she have, like, the strategic mind from Survivor about, like, orchestrating votes that can go in any direction, but she also has the physical ability, which we saw on Winners at War while she was on the edge of extinction. Um... And so seeing her in there is super exciting. I do not think she's going to be a disappointment at all. I think she's actually going to prove to outdo, like, all of these rookies. Um, and I don't think people are going to expect it. You know, the difference between coming from Survivor and Big Brother is that on Survivor, the vote can always go whatever way. Where on Big Brother, there aren't there aren't that many options for the vote. And so they're kind of used to more campaigning, like, just for themselves. And so I think that's a leg up that Natalie will have. I mean, if you guys want to talk about your opinions on her, but, like, Survivor Queen. 
I am from Jersey, and let me just say, there is some sort of Jersey excellence, like, sprinkled a bit in there. You've seen it with Natalie, you've seen it with Michelle Fitzgerald, you've seen it with so many of these, like, great strategies that have come from games like Survivor and Big Brother. Natalie has, honestly, a leg up over everyone. She's done The Amazing Race twice. She's been on Survivor twice. And not to mention, she's also a CrossFit coach. Like, all of those factors combined, like, you'd be scared of any single like person that did all of this individually but rather oh, for sure one physical specimen of a beast and like natalie natalie anderson is just an absolute like tank she's a tank honestly and um i think a lot of people i think that she could honestly become a regular um like throughout the challenge yeah for sure i mean coming into the season i'm a hundred percent rooting for her she's only the second survivor player i'm pretty sure to be playing other than jay and so watching her and that like kind of group start to form is definitely exciting as a big survivor fan emily do you have any thoughts about natalie i absolutely adore her and also we just got to see her on survivor like winter like not that long ago she was on like the most recent season of Survivor, so we get to see, like, quickly, like, how she adapts to, like, this new, like, situation she's in. She, like, already has a win on her back from Survivor. She's literally, like, a she's a beast, completely. I adore her. I mean, in Edge of, Edge of Extinction, like, on the Edge of Extinction in Survivor, she proved herself to be, like, a threat physically so like if i like i'd be terrified to go into an elimination against natalie like terrified yeah i agree next up on the list are amber m and amber b neither of them really got much screen time in either episode zero or the premiere so i don't have like strong opinions of course um amber is from uh, Big Brother, Amber B is from Big Brother, and so she'll definitely have those connections coming in, but at the same time, like, she's kind of from, like, that middle phase of Big Brother, like, Fessy, Casey, and Josh, I feel like they're from very recent seasons, and so they're kind of automatically connected, where, like, because Amber's season is like, a little bit, at least, like, significantly before theirs, like, she isn't as, like, obligated to that group as they are, and so I think it'll be interesting to watch her, like, navigate, like, potential loyalty to the Big Brother people and not, and then for Amber M, I just, like, I, I have no clue about her, like, like, I really don't, I don't know if you guys have any opinions about her, but, like, she really got, like, no screen time. Um, I have a few opinions on both of them. So Amber B has been somebody that I've been really hoping like came back to reality television. We almost saw her on um, season 22 of Big Brother, but she was a last minute cut for like for an alternate for uh, Christmas Abbott of all people. But um, <laughs> get to see her here, which I think is like a better situation for her because Amber is somebody that went out pre-jury her original season of Big Brother and she did not have like the opportunity to play because of a man like just forcing himself on her she was uninterested and it ended up getting her out so i think amber b has a lot to prove this season like this time around to like show that she's actually a competitor and she did decently well in competitions in her first time amber and m on the other hand i think is great representation for are you the one um that was her original season um so right. honestly um she brings like a new like a lot of people don't understand like lgbt like that well so like coming from a season that was entirely based on like bisexual people and like trying to like find their like romantic options i think that amber um m could be like a great like 
introduction to the LGBT community that people aren't understanding of. And I honestly think that Amber Ann is just gonna have like a lot of fun there. She might be like in a flirt man with some other people and I think she's gonna I think she's gonna have a great time and if she's entertaining enough they might bring her back for another season. Yeah, I agree. I could totally see that. Um I forgot that she was from Are You the One? I wish I watched Are You the One? I don't yet. I might add it to my list, you know. But I'm excited to see how that ends up playing out for her. I mean the showman's aspect of the game is always very, very interesting and we'll get into that a little bit more with like Cam and Leroy as we get more down the line. Um, but I definitely think it'll be interesting to see someone who's like a little bit like infamously flirty, like navigate their way through the game. So next up we have Gabby. She seems super sweet. Um, I love like a crier in the confessional. Like I'm just like, I'm such an empathetic person. And so like seeing her get emotional about like her family and like how important that was to her, like it really got to me and like coming in, like seeing her cast reveal, I was like, okay, who is this? Like, whatever. But then seeing that confession, I was like, oh no, like she needs to go far. I really like her. Um, and I think her partner choice, which again, we'll get into more later, could have a negative impact on her game, but I'm really hoping she's able to make it far. Emily, do you have any thoughts about Gabby? Why do I just know that, like, of course you would like the criers? Personally, I'm not (laughs) as empathetic as a person, so, like, coming in as a rookie and you're crying like that soon into it like I don't know like even as a vet I know when like Jenna was having issues like they thought she was checked out and like that was a reason to throw her in so like I feel like that does give like people multiple reasons to like throw her in eventually yeah i mean we'll see how it goes hopefully that's not her case but we'll have to see next up is one of the rookies that i would definitely say i was more impressed by for the males so leo he has a very strong presence he's a wrestler he's coming in he's a little bit like on the smaller side though so i could see how he would be easily underestimated and then like in this premiere or not premiere episode but like in this episode zero he like fake challenges Kyle to a fight and literally like flips him over and Kyle is like twice his size like I was seriously surprised by that and I think he could have accidentally painted a bit of a target on his back because I don't think anybody was really expecting that kind of strength from him um did you guys have any thoughts about that scene because like that was crazy I feel like people really underestimate like wrestlers like people always say like oh wrestling's so fake it's so staged like it requires a lot of training for that kind of stuff, and Leo Rush is somebody that it, it could actually like see pretty going far. I think the one weakness that he might have is he's gonna get in his own head. Like we saw, like we'll get more into this later, but like he is very like strong willed. He like knows what he wants. He knows how to like speak up about it. But like mm-hmm. I feel like he's just gonna like start doubting himself. He's gonna start like getting in his own head, and I feel like that's gonna mess him up more so than other people because. He knows how to come back from a fight. He's, like, small, he's scrappy, and he knows what he's doing. But I feel like he might be his own demise later on. Yeah, I could see that. Emily? Personally, I just loved seeing Kyle get destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Um, The next three guys didn't have a ton of screen time, didn't leave the largest impression on me I would say out of the rookie guys Leo definitely impressed me the most um but Joseph Nam and Mickey so Joseph I don't know he seems like he's gonna be a lot more on the chill side and when I say a lot I mean like 
very much so, like, sleeping during, like, the whole strategy situation. I was like, interesting. That's, like, one way to politic. Um, Nam seems super funny and, like, he's gonna be super likable and so I'm really excited to watch him. I think he's gonna be underestimated a lot um and i'm super excited about who his partner is and to see how they work together which we'll talk about later and then mickey i really just didn't get much from him um at all but if you guys have more of a read on any of them i would love to hear about it oh my god um i have a lot of thoughts about these episodes so starting with the joseph um I'm a huge sucker for, like, those golden buzzer crying, like, AGT videos, you know, like, the <laughs> one that literally you see coming because it's, like, in a title, like, it still manages to get you, and honestly, seeing Joseph on America's Got Talent, and I was, like, he's, like, a really sweet kid, like, he's faced a lot growing up, and, like, he's somebody that's, like, worked through a lot, but, um, I was really surprised when he found out he was going to be on the challenge of all things, because, like, usually the challenge, like, goes for, like, more, like, competitive people, more, like, people that have, like, worked for things, so when I saw him, I was, like, this is this is probably like the first boot i hate to say it but like he was probably set up to be like oh look at this like we're introducing like new things into the franchise that like people know about but then he's like the unfortunate like let's shove it in against like a professional champion or like an olympian and then just like get him sent home like first to like get like that layup so like he has like the appearance of there and like i don't feel like he has like the campaigning capabilities like some of the other people though Nam, on the other hand, that is somebody that was tailor-made for the challenge, I feel like. He was on Ultimate Beastmaker before, and, like, honestly, it it shows, like, just in the name. Like, that man is a beast. I feel like the language barrier might get in the way of it because he speaks, like, German. I'm pretty sure he speaks, like, another language. And, like, English is, like, his third or fourth language. But, honestly, just the stature of that guy... I can't like he's completely built he's completely stacked and like that's the rookie that you need to watch out for yeah that's the rookie that's gonna pull out out, like an upset against like a good challenger oh for sure and you've seen people talking about him already so yeah also Michi is so hilarious we saw a bit of him like flirting a bit with Ashley and Anissa Mm -hmm. in episode zero like he's just like a funny chill guy he's gonna be like I think the new Stephen Bear he's just gonna be like Mm. a really like lovable like goofy underdog but like he's always on the bottom but like he's always there and like everybody likes him but like they know that they could probably like beat him in a challenge if they need to and he's just funny he's gonna be a lot of I think he's gonna be a lot of a lot of drama and honestly, I think he's just going to be, like, a good, like, sense of, like, comedy, really. Yeah, I mean, something that I love about the challenge, and, like, this is, like, very reality TV, but it's definitely the most dramatic, I would say, out of all the reality TV shows. Like, Survivor, I would say, is, like, very intellectual. Big Brother, I guess it's about drama, but not in the same way that the challenge is. And Sequester is very much about strategy as well, I would say. Um, just not as much about the physical aspects as Survivor is. And so... I do kind of love that aspect of the challenge where the drama does play into the social game a little bit or a lot of it. And social game is a lot more important in the challenge than I think a lot of people would like to admit. Um, Emily, do you want to talk about that at all? Um, honestly, I feel like the social like aspect of it is probably like the most important part of it. Honestly, like in some like other than like going in and actually getting your skull like 
you need to be able to have the connections to get into elimination you think you can like win and get out of eliminations you don't like you can't win and you know that you're like not (laughs) gonna do well in like I think that going in this like like these rookies are gonna have a really hard time with that social aspect just because like everyone has these pre-existing connections and it's just really hard to like get around that but there is the cracks because with these pre-existing connections there's obviously so so many vendettas yeah for sure I remember there was one scene where Devin was talking to I think it was Lolo and he was like give me anyone's name I will tell you their strengths and their weaknesses and he was doing it and he was giving out these strengths and these weaknesses of different competitors and I think that kind of awareness in this game is so important like even if he wasn't correct like having the thought to have that type of awareness is really important so the first veteran that really jumps out to me is CT I know some people have different opinions about the more old school players But I've always really liked CT, and I'm really glad to see that he's kind of back on his game this season. You know, he had a bit of, like, an emotional intro, and like, like I said, I'm a little bit of a sucker for that. But I'm super excited to see him back, and like, ready. You know, in the past there's been these jokes about like, quote, dad bod CT, you know? Like, I'm ready to see him back, and like, Bananas isn't here to outshine him, like, it's CT. Like, this is CT's season, and, like, I'm ready for that. Oh, definitely. CT has won three seasons, like, three main seasons, like, two champs, champs, like, to star seasons. Like, CT is somebody that knows the game inside and out. He's been there from the beginning. And, like, honestly, you can't help but to root for CT at every single season because you know that he's somebody that's just going to deliver every single time. He's going to deliver the one-liners. He's going to deliver, like, the challenge win. He's going to deliver everything that you want from, like, an old-school returning player. And he's a champion. Like, he's getting back into his prime. Like, he went through, like, a really, like, like upsetting like, divorce. Like, he has a lot of things that he needs to prove. And, honestly, I think that CT's coming in. He's coming in hard. And I think that CT is somebody that a lot of people need to watch out for this season because he has, like, a motivation that he didn't have before. Yeah, I think that the next person that people really need to be watching out for is Darrell. You know, he's back for the first time in a while. He's taken a couple seasons off. And something that he mentions that really stuck out to me is that he's a four-time consecutive champion. And, like, you know, not to brag, but, you know, like, Trey's game, MTV.challenges, like, I'm a three-time champ, like, maybe soon to be four-time champ. And if it is four-time champ, it'll be four-time, or three consecutive wins and one earlier. And so, like, not to, like, brag but like I really relate (laughs) like I really do relate to him like kind of coming back feeling like he's gonna be a threat because he will be I think people should be intimidated by him um but I'm really excited to see how he navigates the game he seems to have a really good read on a lot of people and I'm excited for that Emily do you want to talk about that a little bit well, first of all, I would like to say, Simona, your um, one win in Trey's Hers versus Villains barely counts because you did less than me, and that's saying something, because <laughs> I did absolutely nothing. But what? I'm actually watching a season with him in it right now. Um, I'm watching Dirty 30, which I think is, like, 
his most recent season, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, like, in that season, he goes out early because some of the younger people are, like, really scared of him. And I think they mean he, they have a right to be. I would be terrified of him. I think that he's very, very smart, though. And with as many rookies as there are, I have a feeling he's, like, I really hope he does well. Like, I want to see him do well just because in his last season – he didn't do as well as I would hope for him to do. Yeah. Um, honestly, like, Darrell is somebody that's just so good all around. And, like, true. like CT, you can't help to, to root for him. But also, in MTV Challenges, you better watch out for Max. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to stay up to count the times like you did last season. Oof. Well, kind of going back to what Emily said about... Um, Darrell getting taken out by some of the younger players, the more, like, rookie-ish players. Um, let's go on to those vets. So, there's this Big Brother alliance that has kind of formed over the past couple seasons between Fessy, Casey, and Josh. You know, Casey, Josh being newer Big Brother winners, and then Fessy being a very clearly strong competitor. And it seems like they've kind of teamed up with Corey and Nelson, and there's also a point in episode one where Corey and Nelson are kind of talking about like the new team young buck and I thought that was like interesting seems to be that they're like trying to pull in the new rookies and now there is this like rookie vet mentality but it really seems to be more like old school new school and I'm wondering how that's gonna play into this season um the next people that I'm interested in seeing how their relationship unfolds is Teresa and Nani they clearly left on not the best terms and I haven't seen that season but it did not seem like they got along at all and it doesn't seem like things ended very well um if either of you want to talk about their situation a little bit I have things to say about both of them. I guess just starting with, like, Teresa and Nani, because, like, I love Teresa and I love Nani. Like, Teresa and Nani are just two old school, like, females that just are so amazing every time to watch. Their rivalry was so great. And honestly, they do not end off, like, good at all. So, like, but it has been a few years since Teresa has returned to a challenge. So I feel like they might try to sweep that under a rug, might, like, more than usually, but... There's gonna, I feel like there's gonna be that one instance that just completely set it over and like they're just gonna go at it. But honestly, I think that they might just try to like play it under because, like, th- as you said, there is a old school vet versus new school vet mentality. And like, I feel like they're gonna just like try to sneak that away just to work for the greater good. The Big Brother Alliance, though, I have feelings about that. I personally find all of them extremely annoying. I really do. I think that. <laughs> Casey is so annoying. Like, she has no personality. She's so cocky. Josh is just so emotional. Like, I get it, is being on the challenge. But also, like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> he can't even win an elimination. Like, get get emotional about not winning an elimination rather than, like, getting emotional over, like, somebody, like, trying to work towards getting a final. And, like, Fessy, he's just, he has the personality of, like, cardboard so like i feel like (laughs) they're just trying to play up like the bro persona so much just try to get in with like Corey and nelson who were like two established veterans and it's so freaking annoying to see and like i don't want amber b to fall into that same category of the big brother Mm. alliance 
because like we saw Devon, we saw Natalie, like Negroni, we saw Bailey, Dayton, all of them did so good without having to rely on Big Brother, mm-hmm. and they three are just relying on. Oh, well, I was on Big Brother, and I made it far on Big Brother, and like I won Big Brother. Well, it's not Big Brother; it's the challenge. So like you have to get used to the way that the challenge is played rather than just relying on Big Brother, because that's what we saw Bailey did. She made it to the final. That's what we saw Devon did, one of the best elimination competitors of all time. That's what we saw Natalie did, made it to a final. Like you have to rely on something else at that point. Yeah, Emily? Um, I also hope that Amber, like, doesn't fall into that, um, quite frankly, with the, like you said earlier, like, the barrier between, like, their seasons, I'm really hoping that Amber will just, like, know better than to, like, align herself with that, I mean, Josh isn't exactly my favorite, Casey isn't exactly my favorite either, Bessie, just doesn't really like have much to him like it's really like i don't know with big brother the two people that have like are there and that have one big brother they did not have deserving wins like as much as i didn't like paul and like a lot of people didn't like tyler like a lot of their wins like it was not deserving and in the challenge like when you get to the end and you win a final like that's deserving because there's no like non-deserving way to like get out of that but as per Teresa and Nani, um, my favorite season ever is Battle of the Exes 2, and that's when they have their huge, like, throwdown, and I've rewatched that season probably, like, five times at this point, so I, like, I know it, and, like, her coming back really excites me, because, I mean, and free agents they were so like tight they were like really good friends and i'm really hoping that they can go back to that um in battle of the axes they have this big like fight because i don't know Teresa just starts treating nani like badly as a friend she chooses this new rookie over like nani and then they have this like huge fight they end up not liking each other after that and I don't know. I think that Teresa coming back is a lot like Nani's comeback. She left for quite a bit, and Nani came back. World Worlds 1 had this, like, comeback. And I feel like Nani will probably be, like, empathetic to that. Like, she understands what Teresa is going to, like, be going through. So I really hope to see them, like, move past their issues because at one point they were so, like, tight and close. Yeah, I haven't seen any seasons with Teresa before. However, like, watching her intro, like, I don't want to be, like, again, I really like the emotional people. But, like, her talking about how she's a mom and, like, all that stuff. I was like, I think I'm really going to like her. And I got a really good vibe from her. Um, But speaking of girls, I'm excited to see this season. Ashley is back. I'm a huge, huge fan of Ashley. I really did not like her in the beginning. Like, I will be honest. Like, I was not a fan, but something clicked at some point. Like, she took the money from her partner, and I was just like, queen. Like, something changed in my mind, and I just really started to stand her. Like, she walks in this uh, season. Like, her cast picture has, like, snake earrings. Like, I'm Simona the Snake. Like, I stand that. Like, that's iconic. Um, and so I'm super excited to see her come back. She is a champion. I'm a champion in my own right. Um, but I'm just super excited to see how she does this season. I absolutely love Ashley. Um, I think it's 
really cool to see how her like relationships have like developed over the season she's been in obviously like her original season she was really close with like the younger people but then she has like such this like target on her back now from like winning twice and she won really quickly too like there's no really spot for her to like fit in now like she tries to like hang with like the older vet like vets in this um challenge but i don't know we saw that in like world worlds too where she ended up being really closely aligned with car maria and i think now like without that alliance really it's gonna like be hard for her to find like a place to like fit in between like the new school and the old like old school yeah i think that makes sense um the next challenger that i'm pretty excited about i mean honestly i love this cast overall and i'm super excited to see how this season plays out and i know every elimination is gonna be really sad but I'm really excited to see Kyle back. Like, his his rookie season, he was very much attached to Kara. And ever since then, I really just don't feel like he's had his own storyline. Like, he was a big part of that Kara storyline. It was very, like, important to the storyline of the whole show. But, like, since that ended, like... He's, like, had his, like, moments of screen time, and, like, he's funny, but there's been no, like, development of his character, except that, like, he almost won the final last season somehow, just, like, out of nowhere, after, like, barely getting any screen time the whole season, and so I'm really hoping that this season something changes for him. I just think he's so boring sometimes. Like, his confessionals are, like, pretty funny, they're pretty sarcastic, but, like, he doesn't do anything, then just goes into one elimination near the final, makes the final, like, somehow, <laughs> like, barely wins elimination, barely makes the final, and then just gets second place. It's, like, the same story over and over again, and I'm like, do something else, Kyle. Please do something. Please start drama. Please, like, make a big move. Please win a daily challenge. Yeah. Like, stop getting dragged in just because you're everybody's friend, and it's just so annoying for me, and, like, I just want to, like, like shove him every time that he comes up on the screen like, do something Kyle do something but no he doesn't and I mean like, at least at least we have a British person like, <laughs> I mean okay. I'm hoping this season that with the format he takes this as an opportunity he's a self-proclaimed snake as well which of course I respect as one of the snake like I said however I think he needs to step up and prove it, and I think that this is the perfect opportunity to do so. So, next on my list is Cam and Leroy, um, and as Ashley says, they're not a power couple because neither of them has won, and I was like, oh my gosh, the shade a little bit, um, but... I'm excited to see them back. They've never been on a challenge together where they've been, like, official. And so I think, like, as I'm pretty sure the only official couple on this season, like, that'll be a very interesting dynamic. You know, Cam has this reputation of being a queen. Leroy is often uh, seen working with Bananas, who isn't here this season. And so I think, like, in a way, Cam is going to become his new Bananas, and he's really going to be relying on her to be the queen, the face of the alliance. Um, and I'm interested to see how that is going to play out. Personally, I love showmances. I love them so much. I always find myself in a showmance, so I just relate. Um, Cam, I love Cam. I think she's amazing. Leroy, I've always, like, I respect him. I hope he gets a win one day, but for me, he's always just been kind of, like, in the bag. Like, he's never, like, been someone where I'm, like, 
wow, like, Leroy, like, woo! <laughs> like, I feel like them together makes it a lot more, like, likable, and I really hope that Leroy has the chance to, like, stand out, since Cam does have such this, like, big personality. Yeah. Honestly, coming into this as, like, a couple, I think it's a great thing for Leroy, because often, he is often seen as Banana's shadow, but, like, Leroy has been itching for a win for so freaking long, and this is his last season, so, like, he did say, like, that, so I hope it isn't, but he has a lot of, like, fire under his ass, like, do well, he's coming into it, it's possibly his last season, he has his girlfriend there, like, soon-to-be fiancé, and, like, honestly, I, I just love the two of them so much. Like, Queen Killicam, I don't think anybody has possibly had a better rookie season than Cam. If she wasn't, like, screwed over in the final, she could have actually, like, won the entire thing. And honestly, like, I, I you just can't help but to love Cam because she's so good at the game, mm-hmm. even though she's, like, a newer veteran. And honestly, them coming in together is just going to be so threatening to everybody else and we're gonna see that later on yeah i mean i'm really excited to see them play together i don't see leroy taking like a front seat in any alliance at all and so i think it's good that he has cam there like no shade to him of course but like i just haven't seen it um with cam i love her she is a queen i'm interested to see how the two of them will take advantage of the twist um, and how they could possibly win together, I think is really interesting, and I'm hoping that they try and make that happen, because I think that would be very iconic. Um, my, like, one thing about Cam, and I know this is, like, kind of her brand, but, like, sometimes, like, in the same way that Ashley's ego can be a lot, Cam's ego can also be a lot, and I understand why they butt heads, they're both, like, very strong personalities, but sometimes I'm just like, okay, Cam, like, take a breath, like, when we get to, like, the partner picking later, like, I, I get a little bit frustrated with her there. Like, I understand the frustration. You don't want somebody to say no to being your partner, but it, I don't know. It just seemed like a little bit much. So the next challenger on my list is Jay. I'm excited to see Jay come back. He beat CT in an elimination his rookie season and then was medically evacuated during an elimination because just because of just some stuff with Rogan, you know, things got a little bit tense there, to say the least, but I'm really excited to see how he does, you know, he has Natalie from Survivor, he proved he was a strong competitor, and I think he'll still be looked at, like, not as a rookie, but again, he's gonna be grouped in with the newer players, and I think that will be an interesting dynamic. Jay is somebody that you just always root for. He's like a laughable, like goofy underdog, but he also knows what he's doing. Like, he pulled one of the, the greatest blindsides, arguably, of all time in Survivor by blindsiding Michaela Bradshaw, like at the um, Swap Tribal Council. And honestly, having another Survivor player here could really like do well for him. He had a great rookie season, and it's just a matter of him for like being able to uphold that rookie season that he like really had last time. And honestly, I think that's going to be Jay's biggest thing with, like, viewer perception because we're all looking at him like, okay, you were in three eliminations back-to-back, you won two of them, and we're only medically evacuated because of, like, a racist on Twitter, but, like, (laughs) um, anyways, so I'm excited to see what Jay does this season, and I hope that he lives up to, like, our expectation of him. Yeah, me too. The next person on my list is Tori. So I'm interested to see Tori come back. She was very, very strong her rookie season. She made the final. She was like rookie of the year, all that. And then recently she was a bit 
tied down to Jordan, I would say for sure her last couple seasons. Um, and so I'm really interested to see how she does as an individual once again, and how her social game is really going to change. Um, Emily, do you want to talk about that? Um, I don't know. Tori is always someone to me where I'm like, I either love her or like I hate her. Like, I don't know. She's just like very strong, and her personality. I don't know. I really hope that her not being with Jordan, like, helps her out this season. She hasn't. She's not tied down to him, and I don't know. It's sometimes good to be in a like power couple, like showman's thing. But I feel like with Jordan, she was seen as like the lesser of the two, and I feel like now she can like fully like develop. Yeah, I could totally see that, and I'm excited to see that kind of unfold. I could see this very much being her, like, taking her power back kind of vibe, you know? The next person who I'm super excited to see back, always one of my favorite competitors, is Anissa. I love her, and I know, again, she's, like, one of the older competitors, but... I've always kind of had a soft spot for her, you know, she is, like, Jewish, and I do love seeing, like, representation on the show, and I just love that for her, but also, like, I really do understand, like, feeling like you have something to prove, you know, like, just as an underdog, people really do see her as a layup, and that upsets me, and I'm excited to see how she performs this season, and I'm really hoping that, like, she can at least get to the final. Like, her thing is she always gets cut right before the final. Like, even if she doesn't win the final, I just hope she gets there, like, for her own sanity, you know? Oh, my freaking God. I love Anissa so much. I'm literally in an Anissa stand DM. Anissa, like, checks our DM. She, like, replies to us, everything. She's so nice, so great, so funny. I absolutely adore Anissa anytime she comes on our TV screen. Like, Anissa is just somebody that you just love all season. She's funny. She's caring. She's witty. Like, the total package, I think. And, like, she is somebody that's been there since, like, the first ten seasons. She's somebody that's known the game probably better than literally anybody else. Like, probably more than CT. And, like, honestly, Anissa is just, I think, one of the greatest challengers of all times. And Anissa does still have a lot to prove to other people. And that's just so infuriating to me. But, honestly, I think Anissa is ready to just absolutely tear up the game. And, honestly, I... And so grateful that I get to see Anissa on my TV screen again. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I mean, it's funny that you bring up that she's, like, one of the people from, like, the first, like, ten seasons. Like, I remember, like, when I started watching the challenge and I would, like, talk to my mom about it. My mom was like, Anissa's still there? Like, CT's still there? Like, my mom used to watch the show, like, during its earlier seasons. And so I think it's so funny that, like, some of these people are, like, still in the game. Um, The next person is Nicole Z. So, Nicole is somebody who, in my experience, just talking around, is not very well-liked. I've always been a fan, and I don't know why, but something about her very strong personality, like, I find it hard to not root for her. She's very different than everybody else on the show. I know it's a controversial opinion, but I actually enjoy her a lot. Emily? I mean, I can see where you're coming from. In Vendettas, I really did enjoy her, but when I watched Inva- um, yeah, Invasion, where the whole thing goes down with, like, Laurel and Carmaria because of Nicole Z, I just, like, 
I don't know. That made me lose just, like, a lot of respect for her. Just seeing how she could, like, sit there toying with, like, two people's emotions. And I know she's a really, like, flirtatious person. And, I mean, hopefully she gets into, like, a little flirt mance. Because I would love to see me a woman flirt mance. Like, don't get me wrong. There is never any girl-on-girl flirt mances, showmances. And I would live for that. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I definitely think it's a bit underrepresented. But also, it's just so hard to root for Nicole sometimes. I rooted for her so much for first season. I thought she was killing it. And then, like, all this stuff comes out about her. She's, like, a notorious cheater. A notorious, like, somebody that, like, goes behind people's backs with somebody that we will not mention because they recently got exposed for some things. But... Coming into this, Nicole Z has, like, hope. she hasn't been on in a while, in a few seasons, and honestly, I think Nicole Z is, like, itching to, like, do well, and, like, honestly, I just hope that she doesn't, like, get on my nerves, like, as much as, like, I expect her to. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Next up is Big T. So, Big T has had, like, an interesting reputation on her few seasons so far, like, I don't think anybody really takes her seriously. Like, I really don't. And she's funny and she's great to watch. But, I mean, even as a viewer, I don't take her that seriously, you know? And I'm interested to see how she does with um, having Liv, somebody who she was previously connected to. But, like, I don't know. I, I really just don't take her that seriously. Oh my freaking god, I love Big T so freaking much. I literally love everything about her. Like, we've had a DM, we've had a live together. Like, I freaking love Big T so freaking much. And, like, we saw this a bit last season, but Big T is such a good strategist when it, like, comes down to it. We saw her scheming with the Johnny Bananas. We saw her, like, try to execute her quote-unquote master plan. And honestly, after her last two seasons, like, she put up one of the best elimination fights of all time, like, lasting over an hour against Georgia, who is known as, like, one of, like, the best, like, um, the strongest girls, like, that season. Like, we saw her get medically evacuated, and she's just so ready for this. And, like, I can tell she's gonna be so strategic, like, so great. And honestly, there's just so much to love about Big T. But honestly, going back to that lift thing, they were on shipwreck together, and they did not get along whatsoever. And, like, it's just gonna be so great to like see how they like navigate that relationship but also the game because i know i feel like big t is gonna be somebody that's gonna be in it for the long haul and honestly i just can't wait to like see all like the little like cute <laughs> big t moments emily i don't know to me i mean i like her i enjoy her i think she's really really funny but to me like as a physical like player she still needs to like prove herself I feel like Total Madness was probably like her best season but obviously she did end up getting like medically evacuated and that's never fun I hope that she's able to like really like make a comeback because I feel like she was making like herself present in that last season but then she has this like sudden like evac <laughs> she has to like leave and I don't know I really hope that we see something out of her but there hasn't been anything out of her yet so i'm hopeful but not 100 sure if she'll actually pull through yeah 
last and certainly not least is Wes. So I saved Wes for last for a reason. My opinion on him changes every single season. One season, I hate him. I'm like hardcore rooting for bananas and I'm hating Wes. And then the next season, they're like working together. I'm like, what's happening here? Like what? And I'm really rooting for Wes. He's very strategic. He's very cutthroat. And I've grown to really root for him. But something that I think is really interesting that somebody pointed out during episode zero is Wes always takes the time to build connections with the rookies. And I think that not doing that is a huge flaw in many, many people's games because especially this season, the rookies are strong. And so I think that Wes taking the time to build those connections is going to be super, super crucial. There is one conversation, though, that rubs me a little bit the wrong way. He's talking to Natalie, and Natalie's like, should I be worried? And he makes some comment, like, the girls on this show are more scared than smart. And I didn't love that. And also, I see that changing this season. I think that all the girls this season are very, very strong competitors, whereas last season, maybe some of them have been, like, a little bit more filler. And so I'm really hoping that... Wes's statement there gets proven wrong because that really rubbed me the wrong way and that's really not something that you want to hear right off the bat. Wes is a very polarizing figure, I think, in just a lot of challenge seasons that he's in. Like, Wes is somebody that you hate to love or love to hate. And honestly, he's so controversial. He makes so many different statements that you just want to, like, throttle him for, like, through the television screen, through, like, Twitter. And honestly, but like you can't, you have to admit he makes good television. He makes it interesting. Oh, and for makes, sure. And he makes it like smart, and he makes it cunning, and he makes it evil, and he makes it bloody and dirty, and it's like disgusting. But you're also interested to see what he does next. And honestly, I think I'm gonna love to hate him this season. Yeah, Emily. I'm really excited to see him on a like more recent season without bananas because obviously we've seen them fight and then on the most recent season they like came together in like a line and it was really like weird honestly <laughs> some people enjoyed it I mean it was funny but it was really weird I'm excited to see what he does without bananas there I mean bananas has been on so many seasons i'm excited to see what Wes like if he'll still have that huge like he'll obviously have a target on his back but i feel like bananas really paints one immediately like he gets those numbers on Wes. he makes sure his people like know about Wes. make sure he, like they know it's like master manipulator ways but like i'm really i hope i hope Wes does well i personally have always really liked him but, like, in the way that Max said, like, it's a love to, like, hate, you know, like, it's really hard to, like, like him, but yeah, I do. No, I totally get it, and I'm super excited to see how he does this season. Overall, I think this cast is stacked, and I'm so ready to dive into the premiere episode, so let's do that. So starting with the daily challenge, we're starting with this girl's heat. We have this big dramatic intro, you know, and there's a lot of buildup. And so TJ's like, we're just going to get into it. And we're like, okay. And so this challenge looks really cool. You're basically trying to read a pattern off of this like 
sphere capsule thingy and then run back to your station and put the wires in the correct order and you see at the start of the challenge there's this moment where Lolo is like sprinting to the capsule and she like leaps up this hill like it's on like the top of like this mound of dirt she like just like jumps the whole thing basically and there's just a moment where it's like oh my god like who is this girl like I haven't seen anyone as like obviously intimidating as her in like these first few moments it's like slow motion they're like over dramatizing it but like for a reason right I mean I was a fan of Lolo in Celebrity Big Brother I feel like one she's just so like physically intimidating but it doesn't stop there like she's a really like her personality is so intimidating as well like she knows she's like physically like, she knows she's like there to be a physical threat she knows she can beat these people she knows that like people should be scared of her and she's not afraid to like as we saw in like celebrity big brother like she's a complete like hothead sometimes and i love that of her honestly like she's an olympic hurdler in that moment when she just jumped like soared through the air like yep. a seemingly like simple challenge at first and then just making it so entertaining and so like dramatic it was such a great moment to watch yeah and on the topic of lolo there's this moment during the challenge where nicole has the the capsule thing with the pattern and she's yelling back to lolo she's like lolo like what do you need what do you have and i thought that was really interesting to see such like a clear alliance or at least Nicole really trying to create something during literally the first challenge and in some ways you know I think that's very smart of Nicole because I think Lolo is going to be a force to be reckoned with but I could also see it ending up getting Nicole like thrown in against Lolo because that's often what happens when you're really closely aligned with someone and so I'm interested to see how that plays out for them. I was yelling at my television screen a bit I was like Nicole, you're an idiot. Because literally you're giving the answers to like the most athletically built girl. You're giving it to a former Olympian and in front of everybody at the first challenge at the beginning of the season, like less than an hour in, I'm like, Nicole, what are you doing? Like it's giving making me it's making it so hard to root for her because literally the confessionals behind it too. They're just like, is this girl an idiot? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that this alliance will be an interesting component to the season, and maybe it'll end there, but I have a feeling that that's going to be something that Nicole is going to want to carry out throughout the season, especially because of how strong of a competitor Lolo is. The next kind of moment is Ashley helping out Big T, and something that I really do like about Ashley is how good of a sport she is. Like, she looks over at Big T's, like, wires and she's like you have it backwards like you gotta switch it entirely um and I thought that was a really sweet moment even though it was like kind of irrelevant like Ashley's a champion yeah but like she's a good sport and I like appreciated that little moment of helping out Big T. My queen's just aligning it just completely makes sense in my fantasy. <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely, I don't know, I'd be interested to see if that, like, develops into anything or if that's really just Ashley being a good sport. Um, 
so the next thing that happens is there's kind of this montage of Anissa talking about how she really wants to prove herself, how she really wants to make a final, and then she wins, and people are like, Anissa won that, and they're, they're genuinely shocked, which, like, it hurts me a little bit, because she's a good competitor, and I think she's underestimated, um, but I'm really happy that she was able to prove herself right off the bat. I just, I just freaking love Anissa, and, like, that moment was just, like, pure joy for me, just seeing her so happy, like, bouncing around, like, so energetic, in that freezing cold Iceland of all places, it was, it was, it was a great moment. Um, so the next part is the male's heat. So there are a lot of very strong male competitors this season, I would say, as there often are, and I've definitely been more impressed by the females than per usual, but there are also very strong male competitors and male rookies. Um, and so you start off this heat with this, like, dog pile. Everybody's on top of each other, and somehow, you know, CT comes away with a shoe, and you just see him there, and he's like, oh, I, I have a shoe, and he does a little confessional about it, and he's like, well, I'm just gonna, like, chuck it behind me, and there's this moment, and it's Wes just getting hit in the face with a shoe, just completely smacked in the face with a shoe, and normally you'd be like, okay, like, whatever, he, like, fully falls to the ground, he, like, looks around, like, did anybody see that, like, He's in pain. Like, he is definitely in pain. And even though that was, like, pretty irrelevant to, like, the challenge overall, like, I thought that was a very funny moment. I definitely got my laugh out of it. Just especially because it's, like, a villain such as Wes that, like, you just want to see, like, you just want, like, the worst thing to happen to him or, like, the best thing. And just seeing that happen and everybody's laughing at him, it was, it was a pretty great it was a pretty, like, just great, like, moment just to, like, watch unfold live. And it was, like, a sweet kiss of karma before, like, the real stuff even began. Oh, for sure. And, like, the edit did him dirty. Like, it did him dirty. Like, it replayed it a couple times. It showed everybody laughing at him. Like, I thought it was a very funny moment. Um, the rest of the guy's heat is pretty irrelevant, in my opinion. And then Fessy wins. It's like, okay, he's part of this, like, Big Brother Alliance. You know, you're wondering, like, now? Like, what's the format? So the whole group comes back together, right? And TJ basically tells them there's one overall winner. And everyone's like, oh, okay, so, like, it was Fessy. And then it's Anissa, which made me really, really happy just because, like, she really felt like she had something to prove, and that was, like, her whole edit, and the fact that she won the first daily challenge, I think it's hopefully really gonna, like, give her hope and set the tone for her this season, and so basically, TJ reveals that the reward for being the top agent, as he calls it, is you get to pick your partner first, and so she's sitting there and she's like, I really want to pick this person. I really want to pick this person. And she picks Fessy. And I think that makes a lot of sense. They both won the first daily. I think it'll be an interesting partnership because I think she's aware that Fessy is connected to a specific group. And I think that having that automatic connection, she'll be able to play up her social connections with other people, which I think can be really good for their social game as a whole. 
I wasn't the biggest fan of it, not gonna lie. Um, I think Fessy's pretty boring. Like, he obviously does have, like, connection to, like, Corey and Nelson, but so does Anissa. Anissa has that same connection, even if she wasn't with Fessy. I feel like if she went with somebody like Darrell or, like, some, like, Nam, I feel like she would have had a lot more reach, because if she went with Nam, she would have had, like, a lot of rookies, like, wanting to work with her. She would have had, like, Michi, she would have had, like, Lolo, she would have had a lot of other people. Or, like, if she went with Darrell, like, she would obviously, like, have a leg up in challenges. I just think Fessy was, like, kind of, like, a... It, it was, like, a... wasn't really an opportune um, pick for, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, I do see where she's coming from. Like, picking a rookie, like, that doesn't have, like, the best, like, social standing. And I would say, like, Anissa's connected, but I wouldn't say she's completely solidified in any group. And so picking Fessy, who, like, really is solidified, has really loyal allies, I think that'll automatically put her in a little bit better of a position than picking a rookie would have. Um, so some of the other pairs, basically at this point, it's just, like, pick whoever you want, pair up however you want. So you have Corey and Tori, which I think will be an interesting duo. Teresa and Jay, I'm excited to watch them. Um, and then the next, like, big moment, and this moment shapes the entire episode, is that Cam approaches CT, and she's like, let's be partners, and he's like, why? He's literally like, tell me why, and this moment, it just, like, shocks me a little bit, I was like, wow, like, he was really like, tell me why, and CT, like, I get it, he's very analytical, you know, it makes sense, but he ends up rejecting her. And Cam is somebody with a lot of, like, political power within the house. And so I do think this was definitely a big mistake for him in this episode. A 110% a mistake on CT's part. Like, he eventually ends up, like, choosing another partner, which is revealed to be Ashley later on. And Cam, like, he's considering, like, Ashley and he's considering Tori. Both of who Cam has beaten in elimination. Mm -hmm. And Cam is somebody with complete good control over the power. And Cam is known for pulling some of the best moves. And Cam is somebody that's known for being like smart socially. And Cam has Leroy, who they're coming in dating with. And Cam is not a champion who she like who he considers like like going with like Ashley. And I'm like, CT, like for CT, like that's somebody known for being so smart and like so ten steps ahead. I was like, that was really such a mistake on his part to like drop cam and honestly it might have been a mistake for cam to like want to like be with him because that would be such an intimidating duo but ct just completely dropped the ball there i think and i think that he gets his karma yeah i definitely think it could have been a missed opportunity for him but then like you mentioned um he ends up with ashley who's another champion who i'm a big fan of um Another duo is Kyle and Nani, which I'm like, okay, like, they both don't give me much as much as I, like, want to stand Kyle more, like, he really doesn't do much, but he did kind of mention how they both play kind of snaky games, and so I'm hoping they really play that up this season. Um, Devin and Nicole, I think, could be a very politically interesting, chaotic duo. I think Devin and Nicole are both very chaotic players. Um, Natalie is standing right near Wes and Darrell, and... She's kind of talking to Darrell, and then Wes kind of just comes up and, like, not, like, grabs her, but, like, is like, hey, let's be partners. And they had a good conversation, which we see in episode zero, so I'm not surprised that they ended up together, but that was just, like, a bit of an awkward moment. Um, Darrell and Amber B, I definitely think this will be an interesting pairing. 
I don't know, like, how much of, like, the main character type of storyline they're gonna have. Darrell mentions, like, he's not even sure if he can trust his own partner, and so, like, I'm not sure how that's gonna work out. I think mistake number one of the challenge is being a rookie and aligning yourself with Wes, because Wes is notorious for being, like, the rookie, like, monger. He's, like, He's like the rookie, like, sheep herder. Like, he's like the herder sitting with the staff above, like, the pile of rookies that come out. He's like, come to me. I will help you. Like, we've seen him do it with D, like, especially, like, in a, re- like, a recent scenario. We've seen him done it with so many people. And people are, like, not stupid. They start to catch on. He's like, oh, Wes is rallying the rookies again. Wes is trying to get the numbers. And it just makes, it makes Natalie such a bigger target than she already is because she's known as being like somebody that's like, she won Survivor. She's super fit. Like, look at her. And then you're with Wes of all people. I think that Natalie would have been a lot better off with Darrell. Emily? Personally, I love Natalie. So, um, I don't know. I really hope that like she realizes that I don't know Wes can be that like conniving way and I mean coming from Survivor you have to have that like instinct on when people are lying and I feel like obviously being a winner and then coming like back for a all winner season and placing second like obviously she knows how to like spot a liar so i'm hoping that she'll be like smart enough to be able to like deal with that but i really wish that i don't know i really wish that her and daryl would have been partnered together i feel like that would have been a lot more of a rootable pair like now i feel like i'm only rooting for it based on of like her rather than like Daryl and Amber V are completely like rootable for like it's a rookie once again and like a really strong person and I really hope that like out of those two pairs that like Daryl and then Amber V like make it further yeah I agree the next two pairs that I kind of want to look at are Michi and Liv and Gabby and Leo these are two pairs of rookies and I think that's like such a missed opportunity and I understand that like I don't know I get that sometimes like the vets will all pair up and then you don't really have any options um but I think that they missed an opportunity to pair up with a vet I think like rookie rookie duos like that's someone who's like really easy to just kind of send into elimination like immediately or repeatedly um and I definitely think that could be bad for them very very soon not even down the line rookies are an easy first move we saw that last season with Jay like just send him into elimination like we'll let a like a veteran pick them up we'll let us um, um champion pick them up and especially with the twist of season with like um the gold skulls like I would not want to be in a rookie-rookie duo, and I feel like it's going to bite them in the ass later on. Yeah, I agree. The next, like, kind of duo pair, so pair of duos, I guess, that's, like, interesting is this whole situation with Cam and Leroy and Josh and Casey. So Cam gets rejected by CT. She grabs Leroy. She's like, we can't be together. We need to find other people. So Cam and Josh 
find or cam and leroy find josh and casey and they're like let's like swap basically so it's leroy and casey and cam and josh and i think like these could be pretty strong duos like they're all relatively strong competitors i wouldn't say they're their most exciting but i'm hoping that cam can kind of latch onto and take control of this big brother alliance and maybe make it a little bit more politically strategic um and help them navigate through the game in a smarter more calculated way um the next duo is big t and joseph and i mean i was like i guess kind of underwhelmed by them like two people who i don't have super strong positive feelings about like I like Big T, Joseph seems cool, but, like, as a duo, I was just like, eh, like, okay, <laughs> you know. They're gonna be, like, perceived as, like, the weakest, like, duo, I'm pretty sure, like, in a later episode. Like, Big T, obviously, like, hasn't been able to, like, show as much as she's able to, like, in her seasons, and Joseph is, like, a rookie, so, like, they're not gonna have a lot of time, but I do love that moment of Big T forgetting Joseph's name in the confessional. It, it was so, like, funny, so great to watch. And honestly, um, I am rooting for Big T, hopefully, to, like, get a new partner, because I just personally have a giant bias towards Big T, but we'll see how that works out. Yeah. The next pair is Lolo and Nam, and I think, like, despite them both being rookies i think they're gonna be a very strong pair they're both competitors obviously we saw that with lolo and nom like you said he comes from a show where like that's the way you have to be and so i'm really excited to see them compete and i think they're gonna surprise a lot of people and if they don't surprise a lot of people i think they're gonna scare a lot of people and rightfully so and then the last duo is amber m and nelson I don't have any strong feelings about them either. I mean, we know Nelson and Corey are going to work together. They're always going to have each other's backs 100%. And I think, like, that could definitely have an impact on the girls they're partnered with. But you never really know. So the next part of the episode is really the big format reveal. So the winning pair, the double agents, they're they're safe. Um, And then what I think is super interesting is that there's a secret individual house vote so not only do nobody like does nobody get to know who each other votes but it's also individual so you don't even really know where your partner voted which i think is gonna add a whole other aspect because you're really playing for yourself at that point like it doesn't matter who your partner is you want to get yourself in the best position even if that means like getting the opportunity to switch your partner um, and then after that, of course, the winning team, the double agents, choose who faces the team that was voted in. And like we kind of mentioned earlier, um, there's the whole thing with the gold skulls. So basically, these are like the red skulls from last season, but the difference is there are only 10 skulls. And in order to obtain one of these, you have to win an elimination. So these 10 skulls, I think, are going to be passed around. And I think having a skull, if anything, could just paint a bigger target on your back just to keep people's options open. So then we kind of get into the strategy aspect of the episode, um, and Natalie is having really good conversations with Wes. I really like their dynamic, um, but that's just me. Natalie kind of refers to herself, like, 
as a female version of Wes, which I think is interesting. I don't know how accurate that is, um, but I am really excited to see them work together because I think they're both bear, whoa, both very smart players. <laughs> um, I absolutely love Natalie. I just don't want her to like rely on the female Wes like role for her because the Wes is like notorious for being like a sneaky conniving player and that like people could obviously catch on to and I want Natalie to be like a more under the radar like stealthy like strategist not associated to Wes and I think that's gonna be a major major plot development that we're gonna see happen through this season yeah for sure the next piece is kind of that Gabby and Leo are named as a potential vote. They're two rookies, you know, it just makes them really easy. Even though Leo proved himself to be very strong by like throwing Kyle, I think if anything that just painted more of a target on his back. Um, and then we kind of get this scene with the Big Brother Alliance. They're talking about kind of their game plan for the season um, and how they want to target these big names, you know? And then we shift, like, the dynamic almost completely to this conversation between Cam and Anissa about being people of color, women of color, and just, like, really being, like, the rock of their groups. Um, and they bond over this. And I think this is super super interesting and kind of plays into one of Anissa's decisions later except counterintuitively which I don't fully support but we'll get into that when we're talking more about the elimination and then the next like major part of the strategy piece of this deliberation is Cam starts to spread CT's name because he rejected her as a partner I think that, like, both of those are just, like, major parts of this episode because, especially with a lot of, like, movements going on nowadays with, like, the Black Lives Matter movement, like, Black Trans Lives Matter, like, the POC, Black women are always, like, meant to be, like, the rocks. They're always supposed to be strong. They're always supposed to be, like, the forefront of things. And if they're not, they're just, like, picked on and scrutinized and, like, put down. And, like, honestly, I think that having that conversation was so important because, like, Black women are allowed to, like, be upset. Black women are allowed to be emotional. And it's it's good that they're being shown in that way and not in a negative way. Because it was, like, a really good moment when Cam was, like, talking about, like, her immigrant grandmother who was, like, deported. And, like, it was just, like, a really strong moment from Cam. And then we get another strong moment of Cam, like, on a more game level where she's, like, pushing for CT. And, like, honestly, it is a good move to get a champ out early. It's one less thing to worry about, one less thing to, like, have to, like, do. And, like, honestly, I would be a bit salty, too, if somebody rejected me as a partner. Oh, for so sure. I really get where Cam was, like, coming from that. And Cam is somebody, you know, Killer Cam. We know Queen Cam. Right. And she has a lot of social influence. She has a lot of connections, especially with the rookies that just want to get by the first few weeks. And honestly, I think Cam really played it smart here, even if it, like, wasn't, like, something that you'd want to see, especially if you're, like, a CT and Ashley fan. Like, she played her cards very smartly here. Yeah, I totally agree. So now we get into this deliberation piece of the episode, um, where Leo and CT are getting into a little bit of an argument, and then amidst all this, Leroy is kind of like, look, like, CT's a threat. Like, think about who you want to get to the end of this show with. And I think that's, like, a big moment for Leroy. I wouldn't have expected that from him. And he really said, he was like, this season, I'm going to do what I have to do. Like, if that was Bananas, I don't think that ever would have happened. Like, not really because of, like, Bananas and CT's relationship, but just because, like, 
Leroy had no reason to, like, be outspoken like that when Bananas was there, and so seeing him without Bananas in that sense, like, I really enjoyed, um, and I think that everybody started to lean towards voting for CT and Ashley, which is, like, sad like I love them and usually you know the trend is that the rookies are the ones who are sent first into elimination and that's not just like a first week thing that's like a first three or four week thing you know we saw that with Jay last season where he got sent into three eliminations in a row and so I think that this flip of the script could hopefully change the narrative for the entire season and maybe even seasons to come Oh, definitely. Like, I, it was such a good moment because I feel like it gives rookies a bit more of a chance in here. And it also makes it a lot more interesting because we might see a rookie team go on, like, next elimination. Like, we we might see that go on. But, like, for the first vote to be, like, two champions, two well-established challengers and over a rookie team, it was, it was a great moment that I feel like makes, like, the season, like, it gives me a lot of hope for this season that there's going to be a lot of shocking moves. There's going to be a lot of big moves. There's going to be a lot of betrayals and blindsides and backstabs. And that's stuff that you like to see in reality television. It like hooks you in as a viewer. And honestly, as much as I love CT and Ashley, I was very happy with the outcome. Yeah, I definitely think it's exciting to see the name of the game change. The next kind of important thing that happens among the deliberation and the vote is Gabby kind of has a bit of a breakdown. She's really worried, not knowing if the vote's gonna go in her direction or not. She's worried that she is like the weaker link on her team and she really wants to prove herself. And again, she has this emotional moment, but it wasn't really that that I was drawn to because I think that was like a bit dramatic, but the moment of her, Big T and Liv all kind of coming together and comforting each other, I thought was like really cute, really powerful. Um. And I hope that their friendship and alliance kind of, like, carries itself throughout the season. So, the next thing we learn that I think is, like, huge is that the double agents get to see who voted for who. And there weren't too many shocking votes this episode, except for, I would say, Kyle voting for CT, which, like, pained me. Like... I wouldn't expect that. Like, they've worked together in past seasons. I was like, Kyle, like, why did you do that? I had to, like, pause the episode and be like, really? Like, they voted for CT? Like, what? <laughs> uh, it was, like, definitely shocking, especially because they have worked together before. But honestly, I think just, like, in the moment, like, it was probably best for Kyle. Like, it was a secret vote. Like, he could just, like, get away with it. And honestly... I think it was smart for him to just kind of vote along with the majority. So in case CT does get out, he could just be like, yeah, I voted for CT. Yeah, and I do hope that Kyle continues to take advantage of the anonymity behind this vote. But at the same time, I hope he figures out that somebody can see which way he votes and that could really be used against him. Um, And I also think it's really interesting that Fessy and Anissa decide they're not going to tell anyone that they got to see who voted for um ct and ashley and they're kind of just gonna keep that information to themselves you also mentioned that big t voted for lolo and nom that's like very interesting very much a throne vote which is interesting in an anonymous setting and i'm just kind of wondering like why'd she do that you know we did see earlier in the episode like ashley was helping big t and i felt like she had that connection to both sides. Like, obviously, her and Gabby are both, like, British girls. They have, like, that like, kind of bond, like, kind of working together. And then also, like, Ashley has helped Big T a lot in the past. And I feel like it might have been, like, a throne vote. She might have, like, wanted to vote for, like, a strong team. 
but also she might have been like anticipating like somebody's gonna be able to like possibly see her vote because they didn't know the full format at the time and honestly i think it was very smart of big t to like try to play like her friendship card because she could just be like oh i was just trying to like save my friends like i didn't want to vote any of them in but also it's gonna be like it's not gonna be like a big deal because like lolo and nam are gonna be like okay like we got one vote and it's from like big t so like how much is that really gonna matter so like Big T could always be like, I never voted in Ashley. I never voted in Gabby. Like, I'm loyal to my friends. Yeah. Emily, do you have any thoughts? I feel like I agree that it was really smart for her because not only is, like, they are, like, a rookie, rookie team. Like, there's no, like, she has no real connection to them at this point. And she clearly has connections with both females on, like, the siding teams and also like they are a very strong team like i think that they're definitely the strongest rookie rookie team for sure and the fact that i mean nobody else like targeted them targeted them like there wasn't more votes like thrown on them kind of like honestly like shocked me in a way like if big t is thinking that way like i feel like other people would think that way too yeah that totally makes sense. So now we get to the elimination, which is obviously the most intense portion of the episode. Um, it's revealed that CT and Ashley have been voted in. And then Anissa makes this whole speech about how she's ready to make a move. She really wants to prove herself. And then she sends in Wes and Natalie, which I I mean, in general, I have a problem with because I love Wes and Natalie, and I also love CT and Ashley, and so, like, I'm not rooting for anybody to go home. I'm gonna be sad no matter what happens in this elimination, but, like, Anissa had this whole bonding moment with Cam earlier in the episode about, like, being women of color, and then she throws Natalie into elimination, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I'm sure she didn't really consider that, but at the same time, like, the edit kind of like contradicts itself there in that sense and I didn't I didn't really love that switch honestly same here like I I kind of feel like it was more of a move against Wes than it was for Natalie especially because they didn't know at the time like the full format and like what was gonna fully happen which we'll like talk about later but it was just like a little like touchy because especially early in the episode Natalie is like um especially in like episode zero she's like it's hard like being from like um like a middle eastern country it's hard being like um uh like a western asian like it's a really like it was kind of like a moment and it was like kind of contradictory but like we also do get like a really badass like scene of natalie later and like it was good but it was also like and as much as i love anisa it was like uh, like it sucks seeing natalie going especially like after that such good conversation that like needed to be talked about yeah and like it, it sucked but it was like i i was I was rooting for Natalie. Yeah, me too, honestly. And, like, I don't know, it was difficult. Like, Natalie is from Survivor. She's a queen. We saw her on the edge. And then Ashley, like, I really only started liking her, like, last season. Or, like, at the end of the season where she stole the money from her partner. And so, like, she left really early last season. And to get her thrown, to see her get thrown into elimination, like, so quickly this season. Like, literally immediately, like... That sucks. And so this elimination is very back and forth. It's very close. The house is also definitely very torn. There are definitely people rooting for both Ashley and Natalie. And that's definitely really interesting to watch. Which is something that I do really like about elimination. You kind of get to see who's rooting for who. Which tells you a little bit about the social dynamic in the house. But in the end, 
Natalie wins. It's very close. And Ashley goes home. And I'm upset. You know, Na- Ashley's a champion. Natalie's a rookie. But, like, wow. Like, I really wanted to see them both play this game. And it sucks that... I know um, Ashley would be the type of player to take advantage of this format and really make moves, while Natalie, like, I don't think she's going to play a scared game because she is Natalie, but I don't think she's as bold as Ashley would be, um, and Cam kind of has this reaction, she's like, I feel really bad that Ashley's leaving, I'm really sad about it, but she's the one who, like, got Ashley and CT targeted in the first place, so I don't love that she kind of makes this comment because... Like, why would you feel bad if you literally targeted their team and, like, got them thrown into the elimination? Yeah, I was, like, it was, like, a kind of, like, a bittersweet moment, especially because I love both of them. Like, it was also, like, kind of unfair because they didn't know the full format at the time, like, which we saw last season. Like, they didn't know the Red Skulls were going to be a thing, and, like, Jay got one, and then it all of a sudden went from, like, a rookie, like, throwing the rookies to, like, oh, like, we have to go in against the rookies. But now, like, we saw, like, it was a girls' elimination because most likely because Anissa won the main challenge overall, mm-hmm. and like we they were fully expecting a West versus CT match like first thing right off the bat, and like it does kind of suck because like I don't think the girls were ever the targets, but it also makes it annoying because the girls were never the targets and right. like let's be real in like these scenarios where we see male female pairs, it's always the male that gets targeted and not the female, mm-hmm. and that's like always like an irk of mine. I'm like why is it always the males that are the most important in the duo? Like, why is it always, like, the men that have to, like, carry the duo? Like, we saw that in World of Worlds 1, where we had, like, Bear and Davon, because Davon's a good, great player, and she had all these connections, but then Bear screwed it up for her, and it was, like, annoying to see, because Davon had all those connections, and then Bear was like, no, let's just ruin those. And it's always, like, a problem with male-female, like, partnerships, especially, and I just just suck seeing Ashley go out for something that wasn't even her fault. Like, yeah, exactly. And, like, even going back to, like, when Fessy and Anissa got paired up and Fessy made some comment, like, I hope that I can take Anissa to the final. It's like, or Anissa can get herself to the final, you know? Um, and I'm hoping that more of that narrative with all the strong girls this season kind of starts to be painted. So immediately after this elimination... Natalie is told that she can now choose to stay with her partner, partner up with CT, or steal anybody else's partner. And this completely changes the game. And I think people are really going to take advantage of going into elimination to potentially get a good partner, a new partner, if they're not happy with the one that they currently have. Especially with that gold skull, it's going to be extremely exciting to see, like, people, like, try to get themselves into elimination, not only to get themselves a skull, but also get themselves a new partner. And I'm excited to see how Natalie takes advantage of this, because I don't think it's the smartest move for her to, like, stick with the West. Or I agree. And yeah. gets a good partner, she could be set. Oh, for sure. And, like, my hope is that... Um, in, you know, in World of the Worlds 2, there was also this whole team swap mentality, and that was, like, I don't know, I don't really love how that twist worked out. When you win an elimination, you get to choose which team you go back to, so I'm hoping that it's a lot more successful this season, and people really use it for their individual benefit versus kind of, like, more of a team thing. Um, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about to kind of start to wrap up is there's this clip shown in the preview of people, like, yelling to get a medic, and I think, like, 
above all what I really love about this clip is that it like shows that they really do care about each other you're competing for money but this alumni network this veteran network that is created by these people who play season after season and it's just like it becomes really a community and a family in a sense and yes you're competing for like a million dollars but at the same time they really do care about each other and they do get injured because it is a physical competitive show and I think it's like nice to see those moments of like real genuine humanity where you're just like oh like they do care you know they don't absolutely hate each other I just think it was like a nice like kind of thing to show in the preview because like the previews are always meant to be like badass explosion like wow look at all this action going on but it was nice to like they had like that sense of community that like yeah they're all competing against you for a million dollars and yeah they may hate each other's guts and yeah they may like tackle each other and like throttle each other and like make each other like cough up blood and like touch <laughs> and stuff but they're still a community they're still nice they still get along and like it was just like a kind of nice moment to like wrap it up yeah for sure overall I love this episode. I'm super excited to see what Natalie decides to do, and I really hope she shakes up the game, and I think no matter what she does, she will. I think if she goes back to Wes, that's a huge statement, and if she changes her partner, that's also a huge statement, and I'm curious to see how Wes would take that. Um, so with that being said, let's get into our top five of the episode, top five challengers of the season. <laughs> Okay, so now for your guys' top five challengers of the season. So, Max, let's start with you. Starting with number five, who is your fifth favorite challenger this season? So, I've been thinking about it, and it's, like, kind of hard because there's so many challenges that I love. But I have, like, a three-way tie for, like, fifth place because, like, I just – there's so many good people this season. That's so fair. I have Big T, Leah Rush, and Lolo Jones. Um, Big T had a very good starting episode, I feel like. She was funny. She had a good edit. Um, she didn't. She wasn't like one of the people that voted for. Um, she wasn't one of the people that voted for CT and Ashley. And I feel like she's playing it very smart so far. Like already getting on the cloud ticking. I think it was a good start for her. Leo, he got the target off of himself. He's a rookie. He threw around Kyle, which is always a plus. And I can't wait to see what he does because he seems like one of the more promising male rookies. And Lolo Jones, because it's a Lolo Jones. Like let's be real, that opening shot alone of her jumping onto the mound of dirt probably just solidifies her as like one of the best challenges ever so like lolo jones easy all three of them were great this episode period okay number four. Oh, uh throw me on the spot um <laughs> number four i think definitely goes to ashley she did get eliminated this episode but ashley is just somebody that's always funny and professionals always just like ugh, like jams herself like into my heart and like honestly I think Ashley has some unfinished business and I can't wait to like see that translate over and Ashley's just always somebody that I root for. She's just great overall. Okay, Emily, now over to you. Your number five. Um, my number five is probably CT just because you did get to see him in like, I don't know, like a kind of like strugglesome spot. Um, obviously he gets Ashley like thrown in and then realizes he himself doesn't have to go into elimination so I'm really excited to see how that like unfolds in the next episode and then for your number four slot um honestly this one is completely based on looks and this is my crush <laughs> of the season um Nom, I think 
think he's the cutest ever. I want to marry him. Like, completely the only reason he's on my list. I'm just, like, in love with him. Oh my god, he's so attractive. I... <laughs> right? Like, definitely the most attractive male of the season on my list because I want to marry him. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see how that plays out for him. Okay, so I'll Max, number three. Oh, number three. It has to go to Queen Misa. Oh, she just she was so good that episode. At the moment of her winning that first daily challenge, like proving herself, learning about the powers. I think she had a very empowering moment. And honestly, I just I'm a sucker for Anissa. But like two other people managed to beat her out. But honestly, Anissa just deserves like a cheer for her own. Like Queen Nisa, Stan Anissa, um, love Anissa. And then for your number two slot, Max. Has to go to Natalie Anderson, Queen. the challenge, the elimination winner, survivor, winners at war winner, um, in my heart. Um, <laughs> Natalie had a really good episode. She won an elimination. Um, she managed to prove herself as a rookie. And uh, it's just, she's always had a spot in my heart, like being from Jersey, being this strong, independent woman, like being a woman of color. And honestly, uh, I cannot wait for Natalie in the future. I feel like she's already going to shake the games up, and I do feel like she's going to be a regular. So Natalie had a very good starting episode, and I'm really excited to see more of her. Okay, Emily, your number three spot. My number three spot is definitely Nani. She didn't get much screen time, but she's probably my favorite, like, in the season. Like, going into the season, she... I just love her in all of the seasons she's been in. She's one of my all-time favorite challengers, so... Even though she didn't get, like, screen time, like, at all, like, there was a couple smiles from her, but that's, like, about it. Um, she's just amazing, and I love her, and she deserves a spot on my list. Number two. I'm gonna go to Miss Lolo Jones. I love her. I am really excited to see how she... Like, I think that out of the rookies, she had one of the best starting episodes. I'm really excited to see how she does. Um, there was a scene where she, like, curdles. Like, I don't even know how, how she does what she does, but it was amazing, and I really hope she does well. Okay, now Max, for the big reveal, your number one spot. My number one is none other than Queen Killa Cam. She absolutely ran that first episode. Like, if even if you hate Cam, which I don't understand why you would, you have to admit she completely ran everything that happened in that episode. And honestly, I know she's going to be, like, the driving force of this season. She's going to give you the good confessionals. She's going to give you the good wins. She's going to make the big moves. She's going to be cutthroat. And overall, I think she's going to be, like, the star of the season. She's going to be the person that you remember. She's going to be the face of the challenge this season. And I am so ecstatic that Miss Killa Cam, Miss Queen Cam, is back on my television screen. And Emily, your number one spot? My number one spot has to go to Natalie. I mean, she won the elimination. She proved herself against Ashley, who's a two-time winner. Like, especially coming in as a rookie, like, I would be terrified to go against a two-time winner. And, I mean, it got to the point where Ashley was scared to go against her. Like, mm -hmm. that's how you know, like, 
you're intimidating when a two-time champ is scared to go against you in your first elimination like I thought that that like proved a lot about her because I don't know like Ashley's not really scared of like many people like to me when Ashley was like scared to go against Natalie I was like Natalie is going to be someone to definitely like a force to be reckoned with I totally agree. Well, with that being said, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode, and I will see you all next time on the next episode of Simona's Reality.